Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Tackles and Turnovers podcast. I'm your co-host, Steven. I'm here with Andrew. This is an emergency Cam Newton episode that we are bringing to you guys today because, you know, we kind of have been on the division by division uh, style for our podcast as we're starting out here, Tackles and Turnovers. And, you know, we kind of had our flow going and we just talked about the AFC East in our last episode, which you guys definitely need to listen to, episode nine of the podcast. We talked about every team in the division, and Andrew and I talked about how the, the AFC East is wide open, and there's all these young quarterbacks, and who's going to emerge? And you know what happens? Boom. Bill Belichick happens, baby. I and feel he steals Cam Newton dude, I sitting feel on like, the free agent market. What do you want to tell me about this, dude, Andrew? Because we, you know this is a GOAT move by the GOAT coach to replace the GOAT quarterback. I feel like episode nine is an enigma, and we said, <laughs> like – even though, like, if you go back and re-listen to it, I don't know if you remember, I was telling you about how I was not ready to put the Patri- to put the Dolphins in front of the Patriots because I told you, I told everybody, this is Bill Belichick. Until the fat lady sings, it's not fucking over. And there can be anything, like, anything can happen for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And this is yet another reason as to why the Patriots are the Patriots. Um, there's a few, there's a few question marks that you know I'm going to ask you, and you know I, we're obviously all interested in seeing how you feel about it. Um, but again, like this is exactly why Dolphins in front of the Patriots. There's just something inside of me telling me that this is going to happen. Um, it not specifically Cam Newton be signed, but something the Patriots are not going to roll into the season with Jared Stidham. And, you know, I feel like everybody has been saying Jared Stidham is the guy, including maybe even myself, including, I don't know if you were, but I was very high on Jared Stidham, even though we haven't seen much of him. Um, and even there was, there was an anonymous AFC scout that came out and said that the Patriots are in love with him. But with this signing, I feel like it's now – like, we're all idiots. The Patriots played us all for fools. They let everybody have a chance to throw loads amount of money at Cam Newton, and they signed them for pennies, as you'll go over. And, you know, they, they paid pennies for a Mercedes with a little bit of miles on it. He's a former MVP. They lost that on Tom Brady, who obviously is a former MVP, and they get a new one. Three-time and... MVP. Put some respect on the name, boy. <laughs> My bad. But it's just Cam Newton, like, you know, obviously Cam Newton is a star player, man. Like, there's no, absolutely no doubt about it. The guy moves the needle. Um, he was literally the lifeblood of the Carolina Panthers. Right. Um, and, you know, that they were able to sign him. I'll let you talk now. And, sure. You know, yeah, but- I mean, that's the thing about this signing is that, um, you know, there's so many different ways to look at it. And I actually wrote a lot about Cam Newton for sportscasting.com, a couple articles about, um, you know, why his market has been so silent. And this has been going on for months um, and why, you know, he's kind of fallen off the map and why he was still available, even though he was a former number one pick. And a lot of that had to do with the combination of the price the injury history. Um, is he a fit in certain offenses? Is the age. He, is you he think a culture, the age played into it? Is he a culture fit? And that's one of the actual really exciting things that I'm actually looking forward to as a Patriots fan and considering where the state of the team is. So when you consider, you know, for the last 20 years, Tom Brady's been the guy. We all know that. 
We also know that as great as Tom Brady was in the clutch, he was also a bit of a difficult guy to work with. As far as young receivers, we've seen it time and time again. Nikhil Harry, their first-round pick last year, I wrote an article where Christian Fourier, Tom Brady's former teammate from back in the early dynasty days, he even said that the Patriots' offense will be better without him because of the fact that Tom Brady wasn't really willing to work with his young receivers and help them grow, and he didn't have the patience to – to get on the same page as these guys. And I think you kind of saw that last season where they boasted the best defense in the NFL, but the offense never got off the floor. And I think a lot of that had to do with the lack of chemistry. So the the difference with Cam Newton is this guy, yes, he can be a polarizing figure, but he's also a guy that these players rally around. They want to play with Cam Newton. Immediately after the signing, you go on Twitter and multiple Patriots players even op- opposing players are all saying, wow, what a great move by Belichick. Um, like, good luck to you, Cam. All the Patriots players are excited. Julian Edelman already posted about it on, on Instagram. And even Tom Brady commented on it that he would be his, his number one um, still to this day. So I think the great part is that Cam Newton, yes, there is the element of him being kind of a diva, kind of that guy that does love his brand and himself. But at the same time, you have to consider how far this guy has fallen, all right? In 2015, he was the MVP of the entire National Football League. He led his team to the Super Bowl berth, okay? He had a few injuries, yes. 2018 was playing the best football of his career. Last season, again, injured. This is a guy that went from being one of the top-paid players in the game, a guy that was a marketing and branding star, a guy that was the face of the franchise, to a guy that literally just had to settle for the cheapest contract possible for a player of his um, tenure in the NFL. One, Just over $1 million, not even – it's 550,000 guaranteed 550,000 guaranteed for Cam Newton. So there's literally no financial downside to this, to this move. Secondly, they, there are incentives available. The max price they're paying for one season of Cam Newton, a Cam Newton that is highly motivated to prove that he's healthy, highly motivated to prove that he can win and play somewhere else. Someone that is now going from playing with Ron Rivera who doesn't know anything about offensive football and they've had horrible personnel and horrible play calling for the majority of his career. He's now going to work with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Okay. I think that's the most underrated aspect of this signing is the fact that Cam Newton is going to get the best coaching he's ever gotten in his entire life. He actually led the Panthers to the playoffs on multiple occasions there. They had, I believe four seasons during his time that they won double digit games. I might be wrong on that, but it's around that. Can you imagine what he'll be able to do? In, a, in an organization and infrastructure that has Belichick there and McDaniels. And the final part of that about Stidham, this is my opinion. I think the Patriots 100% view Jared Stidham as a possibility to be the, the franchise quarterback of the future. But I think there are a few factors here that kind of played into how the quarterback situation, you know, unfolded. One, Tom Brady, I think the Patriots expected him to eventually cave and stay with the team and take Belichick's offer, whatever it was. Obviously, it wasn't at the level that the Bucs had. Maybe it it wasn't a multiple year deal. Maybe it wasn't all guaranteed. So when he left, I think that surprised them. When he left, he also saddled them with a $13.5 million salary cap hit. So they don't have the space to sign anyone, which we've talked about all offseason. That basically left Jared Stidham as the default option. Now, that doesn't mean that signing Cam Newton means Jared Stidham is not the guy. It doesn't mean that Cam Newton is guaranteed a starting job. What it does Which he wasn't. Is, 
which he, was he wasn't not. at all. Bill Belichick is not going to hand the starting job over to anybody. He's not going to hand it over yeah. to Cam Newton, and he's not going to hand it over to Jared Stidham. What he's going to do is he's going to let training camp or whatever ends up happening with that unfold competition. If, if Cam Newton looks healthy, rejuvenated, whatever, and, and wins the job, that's great because you know what? Now you have a very, very promising backup on your roster behind a former MVP. You know when that happened? When we had Jimmy Garoppolo behind Tom Brady. And mm-hmm. this time around – Next year, they can either franchise tag Cam Newton, franchise tag and trade him. They could offer him a long-term deal, or they can let him walk, get a a compensatory pick in the third round, and still have Jared Stidham on the roster. There is literally no downside to this at all. I'm absolutely 100% in love with the signing. Right. So here's why I love this signing. And I'm going to speak to it more from a Dolphin standpoint. Okay. Bill Belichick, as we all know, is an assassin, dude. He's a fucking assassin, and he figures out ways to sign, you know, star players to dirt cheap contracts. And so one thing is this puts the New England Patriots for sure, 100%, a barring a catastrophe of sorts in which... I'm just going to say it because we have months till football and we don't even know if football's going to happen, but barring any injury to Cam Newton's shoulder or any of his injuries to his foot, this eliminates the New England Patriots from getting Trevor Lawrence. Thus, another 20 to 25 years of pain and misery. (laughs) So I am happy about that. Um, Now, you you broached the topic of Bill Belichick and telling telling us that – you know, he doesn't he didn't guarantee Cam Newton his job. A, he didn't freaking need to, bro. Like, it's Jared Stidham and it's Cameron Newton. Okay. Cameron Newton, yes, he's coming back from a shoulder surgery. Um, and you know, the only thing that really concerns me is that it is his throwing surgery, but tell that to Drew Brees. Um, and so if if anyone could do it, I feel like Cam Newton can. He's freaking humongous. I don't know if you guys I've been able Watch to check his out. Instagram, bro. Watch dude, this guy working that, out. This guy is shredded. Dude, that video with him and Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu oh, is what? 6'3", six. Six, like 100 and like what? 87? Uh, Mohamed Sanu is a decent size. 6'2", like I'd say around 200. Dude, he like made him look a civilian. Tiny. He made him look a civilian 5'8", bro, with a six-pack. Like Cam Newton does that. So, um, you know, can he stay healthy? I think so. I mean, his... That's another thing I was going to ask you. Do you think – I don't want to say that the Patriot offense is super complicated and Cam Newton might it not is. be able to it be smart enough. Like, I, I don't believe that. Cam Newton has been in the league for a few years, and I think he's had, like, two or three different offensive coordinators. And I know Ron Rivera is a defensive guy, so, you know, he's kind of inept when it comes to offense. But I can't – I can't – like, my brain struggles to imagine that Cam Newton can't learn the Patriot offense. Um, well, here's the thing, Andrew, and here's where I see this this movement happening. Now, I wouldn't put Jared Stidham, obviously, on the level of Cam Newton as an athlete. But when you look at some of the other quarterbacks that the Patriots and their coaches have worked with, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, two other recent draft picks, um, Josh McDaniels in Denver drafted Tim Tebow. They, I definitely think that they want to incorporate some different elements to the offense. The, the Patriots offense, as we think of it, of the short underneath passing game, the yards after catch, 
um, the slot receiver role, the tight ends working the middle of the field. Tom Brady excelled at working everywhere in between the hashes, right? Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of that had to do with the fact, one, that Tom Brady was that pocket style of quarterback. Two, a lot of it had to happen is because he had chemistry with those guys like, um, you know, Deion Branch and Wes Welker and Julian Edelman over the years. And I think they kind of had to manufacture guys to get open now. Now, here's the thing. When you have to defend the quarterback run option or there are other packages where there are movement plays, where it's bootlegs or play actions or rollouts, um, I think they're going to definitely add more creative elements to the offense. Because I think when you look at what Josh McDaniels tried to do in Denver with Tebow, he wanted that dual threat type of offense. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo definitely has a little bit of pocket movement. Um, Jacoby Brissett, a little bit of pocket movement. Jared Stidham, a little bit of pocket movement. Like, they're not these statues in the pocket. I think Bill Belichick knows this because one of the hardest things that he's had to do is figure out how to defend these guys. When he Think about what happened when they went up against the Ravens last year. Lamar Jackson schooled the Patriots. The Patriots, even Albert Breer, reported that they had considered drafting Lamar Jackson um, in 2018, but they they determined that it would be too difficult, basically, to reinvent their offense and, and to cater to his strengths. Now with Cam Newton, this is a guy, like you're kind of saying, He's been around the league, and he is not Lamar Jackson. Like, Cam Newton is definitely a much more advanced NFL quarterback, a passer. Accuracy is certainly an issue, but I don't think he's going to step in. And It's not the Tom Brady Patriots offense anymore. I definitely think this is another um, chance to move in a new direction. They drafted two rookie tight ends in the third round. If you remember in Carolina, Cam Newton made Greg Olson into a perennial pro bowler when he was a, a basically a – a disappointment in Chicago. So I definitely think that they're going to use Cam's strengths and open up the offense and add some new creative elements. Also consider the fact, and we know, you know, as a Dolphins fan, and we know, you know, as NFL experts or fans, Bill Belichick never puts out the same offense or the same defense week to week. He's a game, yeah. you know, game by game guy. He, he, he knows the rule changes. He, he understands the rule book. Um, consider this, this is my opinion about what the season is going to look like. He knows that this is the strangest off season in NFL history and, 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 and in the world's history, obviously with everything going on with COVID, these teams aren't going to have time to prepare as much. There's not going to be game film. There's not going to be joint practices. Training camp's not going to be the same. I believe they just came out and said they're cutting the preseason in half today. Yeah. <laughs> teams aren't going to have a fucking clue what Cam Newton is going to be asked to do in new England. Like, yeah. I think he's definitely using this as like sort of an element of surprise, like what teams have no idea what the Patriots are going to do. They've seen the same thing for 20 years. So I think that's something to really consider is that like, no matter what, if it's Stidham or Newton, I definitely think the offense is going to change. Like Nikhil Harry couldn't play in Tom Brady's style of offense, but what if you're with Cam Newton who has a great deep ball and is a great, you know, um, like he, Nikhil Harry, I think benefits tremendously from working with Cam Newton or Jared Stidham versus Tom Brady. So for me, um, I definitely see changes. And the last thing I'll say regarding Stidham, if Jared Stidham wins the starting job and is the opening starter, that's a very good sign because that means that Jared Stidham truly is someone that is a franchise caliber quarterback because if he beats out Cam Newton, objectively just straight out plays him in training camp or in the preseason, whatever we end up having, that's a very good sign for Patriots fans. And right. if he doesn't, that doesn't mean there... that his career is over. That's basically my point. This means this this signing had zero to do with Jared Stidham. It had all of it to do with the fact that Bill Belichick basically probably 
saw this as an opportunity to be like, hey, you know, I'm sure Cam Newton had to be humbled to this point to be like, you know what? At this point, I'd rather not take $3 million to go play with the Jaguars. I'm going to take the league minimum. I'm going to prove that it's not about the money. And I'm going to go out and prove with the greatest coach of all time the year after Tom Brady leaves. Uh, and the great part is for Stidham, he doesn't have to be the next guy after Brady. Even if Cam's only here for one year and Stidham takes over next year, that's one year removed from Tom Brady's footsteps. You know what I mean? Like, if any guy can take on the role of being the guy after Tom Brady and at least take that pressure, Cam Newton is – I'm not even worried for one second about that. Cam Newton has the star power to do that. Right. So you're definitely picking up what I was putting down in terms of how Josh McDaniels wants to run the offense and whether he's going to change it or I think – I think you know, there's gonna be I think there's gonna be huge changes to the offense. Yeah, if you bring in Cam Newton, like you fucking have to, because first yeah. of all, you know, as you mentioned, the accuracy issues are there for Cam Newton. One hundred percent. He does. He does have a freaking Hauser. Um. So you know, and he's an athlete, dude. Like you don't see a guy six five, like two hundred and fifty. He's basically almost like LeBron size, dude, playing quarterback. So you know he. They're definitely gonna have to change the offense a little bit, and I think they're smart enough to do that. I know, I think, I, you know, obviously they're smart enough to know that he's not Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady is as cerebral as you know, like as cerebral gets. You know, like short of Payne Manning, obviously. But, um, anyway, so the that that the last thing I want to say before I play devil devil's advocate here, um, is that the Patriots have never had. At least, you know, obviously not never, but, you know, like since Tom Brady, like this is probably the most talented, I would say. Like, obviously, we know the greatness of Tom Brady. You know, like I'm not saying anything about that. I'm talking about pure just talent, like in, like athleticism and things like that. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the Patriots use him. Um and I think it's going to be somewhat between, like, how the Ravens use Lamar Jackson and then, like, a bunch of bootlegs and gimmicks. And more, all of a che- more of, like, a uh, – I would say something along the – not the Chiefs because we're not that wide open, like, down right. the field attack. But Mahomes right. is definitely utilized on the run a little bit. Uh, maybe, like, a Kyler Mer- – maybe, like, a – even Aaron Rodgers is kind of used a little bit, um, you know, with some mobility, I would say. Somewhere along those lines. Maybe, right. even like – Maybe a 49ers type of offense, you know what I mean? But, like, where the quarterback could actually be utilized on the run, on the move. Right. Actually, I think if they're able to adapt something like what they were able to – like, for the Niners, um, what they were able to do when they had Colin Kaepernick, I feel like that is the absolute perfect offense for Cam Newton. Yes. And Um, they have a very physical, good offensive line. They have a very deep set of running backs. I mean, their receivers aren't tremendous, but when you add that – that threat of the quarterback, I think, you know, you can get away with not having elite re- a talent at receiver. And I'm sorry, at the end of the day, Julian Edelman, Mohamed Sanu, and a first-rounder, and Nikhil Harry, like, that's not the worst receiving core talent-wise at all. Like, Yeah, I mean, Julian Edelman, I'm not going to doubt Julian Edelman. Nikhil Harry is a first-round talent. Yeah. Um, And I – Hey, I never saw news of – I never saw videos of Tom Brady and Muhammad Sanu playing catch together. Like I'm telling yeah. you, it's there's something about Cam Newton that's like bringing out a different side of like these guys, and I think that's really unique about him. Like I think Tom Brady has that effect as well, but it's in a different way, and it's actually something that um, a Boston sports writer that I read, Greg Bedard, talked about. Is like 
straight up, Cam Newton has a different presence that's able to sort of unite and excite like the other black players on the team. Like, and that's a straight, that's an absolute fact. I think that there, there's something that grab that guys gravitate towards. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that's something unique about him. And I think the, the, the real interesting part is like, how does that play out on a Bill Belichick team? Because he doesn't allow anyone to be bigger than the team. And like, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So here we go. Devil's advocate time. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, there, there's some kind of underlying issue as to why Cam Newton lasted this long on the free agency. Um, and so the teams he could kind of rule out were the Dolphins, Bills, Jets. He could rule them out. Browns, Texans, Chargers, even though that there were reports about him going to the Chargers. But once the draft happened, we knew exactly what was happening there. Right. Um, Bengals took Burrow, Browns, Ravens, Redskins. Um, Giants and Broncos, Cardinals, they all have younger quarterbacks. Right. Um, the So I guess that left, like, the Colts. Um, Jaguars are still on the table, obviously. Titans, Buccaneers signed. Um, Tom Brady, obviously, as we all know. Um, and then the Bears, like you mentioned, got Nick Foles. And I this, think they're – This they're, was the only starting position left. This was the only one right. that was, like, unquestioned at this point. Right, this one and the Jaguars, and right. you know, you alluded to it. You know, I I feel like I would also take less money to go to the Patriots. One hundred percent. Like, I think you're an idiot if you don't. I feel, especially for like two million more. Like, come on, dude, find a way to make that off the dude, field. You got to think long term if you're Cam Newton. Like, 2020, he already knows at this point. I mean, it's July. I don't have a job. Like, basically, like. I'm not going to break the bank suddenly in July. So what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to put myself in the best position to, to bank in 2021. How do I do that? I'm going to join the most successful team in sports over a 20 year period of all time. Like there's no question. There will never be another team that accomplishes six Super Bowls in a 20 year span. It will never happen again. Um, Right. So you're going to step into that with the best coach in the NFL. One of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL on a team that every year contends for Super Bowls. Now imagine this. If you're Cam Newton and you walk in the first year and Bill Belichick without Tom Brady and you can win a Super Bowl, do you know, like, how much money you are going to capitalize with that? Like, for Cam Newton, like, if he plays well, he's either going to get re-signed by the Patriots or Belichick's going to let him walk or franchise tag, whatever, and he's going to bank next year. And the best way to do that is to play on a good team. Be on the best – one of the best teams in the NFL with the best coach that is your best chance of success. And for him, he he's like on a blank slate right now. Like basically, obviously no one thought Cam Newton was worth a starting job right now. So like if he goes out and throws 30 touchdowns and looks healthy and leaves them even deep into the postseason, like that's going to, he could get a freaking four year, hundred million dollar contract next year. No, no problem. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's the thing for him. His upside for signing with new England is higher than anywhere else. Right. And it's kind of crazy, like, how things work out. Like, this summer, we've been starved for football. Um, so I kind of went back and watched, like, the All or Nothing series um, on Amazon. And, yes. you know, I watched particularly the Carolina Panthers. Um, and you always saw him, um, you know, jolly, like, messing around with players in a good way. Always right. hardworking. Um, and just working on his craft. So, you know. I want to play some devil advocate so we don't have this as, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not going to say it, but, you know, you know what I'm going to say. Like, yeah. Uh, 
there's definitely downside. I mean, this like is a not sucker. Like a guarantee. It's not right. a guarantee. So here's here's kind of what I have to say because there was a period here. I was definitely on Cam Newton's bandwagon, man. I loved Cam. And then he started to lose a little bit of games. I think it was um I think it was after his MVP year. Yeah, actually. it was definitely like that 2016, 17-ish kind of. Right. You know. And so, you know, you definitely saw – and this is a quarterback, dude. And whether you want to be or not, you're the leader of your football team. And, you know, that's the underlying rule in the fo- in NFL. If you're the quarterback, you're the leader. Sorry. If you don't like it, play something else. Um, so when you when your team starts losing – he started he started off answering the questions like properly like you know not putting blame on anyone else like shouldering it um but you could just see it like festering and like you know the towel started to go over the head and you know I don't yes. know if I necessarily want to like psychoanalyze someone like that um you know a lot of people are like you know if they wear caps backwards like they're like little like I don't I don't do that but you know, when you see him on the bench and, you know, you put the towel on to cover, like, your face and, like, your demeanor changes and you start pouting and stuff, it does have a negative, like, it has a negative outlook on the team. And so you saw that happening, obviously. Um, you saw him start to, you know, just ignore reporters and stuff. So I feel like because this is the – probably the least talented team that the Patriots probably have had in a long time. Um, you know, he could win game. He could be the 2015 Cam Newton and just get on my back and let's go. Or you could get the sulking Cam Newton. Um, and it's going to be interesting for us to see. I just want to ask you how you think, because we've had a lot of star players go to the Patriots. Sure. Um, you know, Chad Johnson, one of them, Randy Moss did a great job adjusting, obviously, um, Albert but, Haynesworth. Know. I mean, they've had everybody. Yeah. Right. So, does does someone as high profile as Cam Newton and can, everything Cam Newton does off the field is all positive, man. Like in terms of giving back to the community, um, you know, having his own clothing line and doing the things that he does, um, is built like this is kind of like Tom Brady, like you know, um, and not so much with the the TB12 and having his own trainer or whatever, like, and telling Tom Brady or telling Bill Belichick who he wants to have as a trainer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly off the field stuff, but you know, th- he's a high profile character, man. And does Bill Belichick's system have him, require him to kind of tone it down? And what if he doesn't want to tone it down? And what if the Patriots don't win games and they start losing or whatever it is, you know, like that's definitely a sign that you need to be concerned about because, you know, it could start avalanching there for you. Yeah. I definitely think that's um, a good point you bring up. And I mean, it's difficult to predict because on right. one hand, I definitely think Bill Belichick has loosened up a little bit over the years. Um, You know, he's been willing to let guys kind of do their thing on social media and uh, you know, Tom Brady shot the documentary and all that kind of stuff. But um, I personally, I know it's probably a little bit too like optimistic, but I just have this strange feeling that like Cam Newton is just a hundred percent going to be focused on and, and just him and Belichick see like the opportunity at hand. Um, but for the money they're paying him, like, I don't think he can afford to do that. You know, like they can just get rid of him like for nothing. And then if he gets cut by the Pats, like, 
that's going to be real tough for him to like come back from that, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I feel like they kind of have the leverage in that situation because like he's literally getting $550,000 guaranteed. Like that's all they've committed to him. If he puts up with shit, like why, why deal with that? They can just get rid of him. So for me, I feel like he doesn't even have the option. And if he does act like that, like he's going to be done so quick and I don't see another team giving him another opportunity. Like, so I do see what you're saying, and the Patriots definitely are in a transitionary period. It's for sure. I could honestly say this is the first time I have absolutely no clue how the team's going to do. Like, on paper, the defense the defense should still be very good. They have a great secondary, and I know we talked about it in our last episode, but they lost guys in the front seven. You know, Kyle Van Noy joined your Dolphins, and that's a great signing. You know, they're, they're basically re- rebuilt the tight end position. Nikhil Harry, like we said, is kind of going into a – his real first season. Cause he really didn't have a season last year. Like, you know, whoever starts at quarterback is, is going to be a brand new starter in new England. So it could go any way. It could go any way. Cam Newland could come in and they could like, I feel like there's, this is how I see it. I can see multiple paths. I can see them struggling because he's had no time to work with guys. And it's, 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 you know, he's just, he's lost a little bit of like his, luster or whatever you want to call it i could also see like them coming out and just doing some revolutionary shit that like no one knows what to do with i could honestly see like belichick just like using this as like yo it's the strangest off season like we're just gonna like cut you okay i know let's get freaky like think of like 2007 (laughs) think of 2007 when the patriots acquired randy moss and wes welker and if you really look back in like nfl history they basically made like the shotgun offense um, and like the four wide offense, like a standard thing in the NFL, because all they did was just spread the ball out and throw to Randy Moss and Wes Welker. And obviously we saw that season, they almost went undefeated and they were dropping like 50 points on every team and to be, to begin the year. Like no one had any idea how to stop that many like receivers at one time in a quarterback sitting back there with four or five seconds to throw, you know, with Tom Brady, like I could see them doing that, but like in a different manner with Cam Newton, where they're like coming out with, um, like these read option packages with him. And we know Bill Belichick loves guys that can play multiple spots or like do different odd things or like have creative play calls. Um, so I definitely see like Cam Newton being utilized in, in unique ways. And I think that um, there's just a lot of, it's very, I guess what the best way to put it is there's a lot more excitement around new England. You know, now that Cam Newton's in the fold, there are definitely a lot of older fans. If you go on Facebook and stuff with some of the articles that I've shared like that are very against him. And like you said, they have that opinion that like he's a diva and he's a cancer to the team and they don't want him to be the leader. He's so much different than Brady, but I kind of want to, I think there's more exciting because I uh, basically, if you look at it like this, the Patriots upside just, just went up through the roof. Where right. like before with Jared Stidham, like you're like the best I can hope for is to go like 10 and six and make the playoffs. Like with a guy that I have no idea who he's going to do. If Cam Newton's playing at an MVP level, we know that he took the Panthers to a Super Bowl. and look at the weapons he had in Carolina. It was horrible. Like the upside of him with Bill Belichick on a team that was already in the playoffs last year and was one of the best teams in the AFC. Like, would you get a possibility of Cam Newton living up to that potential again? Like that just makes your season even more exciting, but you know, it's still a lot to, to, to go until we get to that point. And at the same time, he could not even make the team. Like there's very much, there's no, there's nothing guaranteed with him. Like he has such little money guaranteed that his, his spot on the team, his spot as a starter, like there's nothing guaranteed. Like consider, dude, like think about this, like Jameis Winston was also a former number one pick 
And I don't think Jameis Winston's career has been that much different than Cam Newton. Like, Cam Newton had a great MVP season. They both kind of have, like, very similar flaws in a lot of ways. And Cam and Jameis Winston isn't going to touch the field this year. He's going to sit behind Drew Brees for an entire year. Like, Cam Newton is kind of in the same position. You think? I think yeah. – well, here, here's – I, in my mind, dude, there's no way Jared Stidham is a starter this year. I don't think – if he's good, I don't think he's going to – it's going to be all up front in your face. I think it's going to be a progression thing with Jared Stidham. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I definitely think this is Cam Noon's job. Um, and, dude, the guy has to have a chip on his shoulder, dude. He won, he, Absolutely. He won the MVP in 2015. The guy is an absolute baller. Like anytime any team goes up against him, he's suspect number one as to you need to stop that man yeah. if you're gonna win this game. And it's just there's no way that he's not gonna in my eyes that he's gonna lose out to Jared Stenham. You know, obviously, you know, you right. mentioned all the 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 little money that's tied into him, but you know, I think that which is crazy. It's just a typical Patriots thing to just Absolutely, give they a little took money, advantage. have a player they took shine, advantage of the market, and it, yep, they took. It's just gonna be nuts, dude. Like, yep. So, so Andrew, like you know, just in our closing thoughts, so we can wrap up the episode, our emergency Cam Newton pod that everyone needs to check out. Um, I know we talked about the AFC East the week before. Now with this signing, kind of, where do you see? Do you see anything changing? Um, do you fear the Patriots more as a Dolphins fan? Do you think the division has swung in any sort of way? Like, kind of, how do you think overall? for the division purposes, maybe the AFC as a whole, like, do you see the Patriots? Where would you rank them maybe now in the entire uh, conference? I think that personally, I think they got to be number three behind the Chiefs and the Ravens. And I definitely think the upside of this signing makes them a legit Super Bowl contender where before I would have probably said, even as a Patriots fan, that it would have been very difficult for them to make it deep into the postseason, even with, even if Stidham turned out to be pretty solid. You know, I kind of saw like a nine and seven, 10 and six season, like with Cam Newton, if things hit, basically, if everything hits for Cam Newton, the Patriots can go 13 and three and, and, and be like the number one seed. They could also not. So kind of, where do you see this playing out in the division and just kind of your final thoughts? Right. Well, shit. I mean, you know, as a Dolphins fan now, God damn it. I have to go up against Cam Newton twice a year. So you know, exactly. thanks a lot for that one. Um, <laughs> I did. I definitely put the Patriots too in the AFC East. <sighs> behind Buffalo, Fuck, right? It's behind Buffalo now, dude. Dude, do I see Buffalo taking that step, or do I see things clicking in New England? Like your take? Okay, here's dude. this. This is how I look at it. I'm taking um, it's week 17 for the division title. It's Buffalo at at New England. Am I taking Josh Allen or Cam Newton in that game? Oh, that dude. Game I mean, you know what I mean? Gonna... Like that's the difference now. <laughs> that's the difference now. If it's Josh Allen versus Jarrett Stidham, that's a complete toss up, and I'm probably going 60 40 bills. So like, <laughs> you know because what I mean? But team. now it's like because in team. those matchups, like in any divisional matchup, if I'm going Sam Darnold in the Jets versus Cam Newton in the Patriots, I'm going Patriots all day. You know what I mean? Like right. It changes that equation 100%. So, I feel like I have to now put them in front of the Bills. And okay. it's not necessarily because I don't think the Bills are going to be good. I think the Bills are obviously going to be good. I don't think they're going right. to take a step back unless unless what you thought about um, Josh Allen is going to be accurate. 
I think he's right. going to stay about the same. I don't think he's going to take a step forward or anything. I don't either. I don't um, either. So I think they're going to stay about the same. So do I think the Patriots are better than that team? I feel like they are, especially since they have Bill Belichick in such a well-oiled machine, and now they bring in Cam Newton. If they're able to change things to Cam Newton, which is what I think great teams do, is they exactly they great coaches adapt to their players. Yeah, they like you're a stupid head coach if you have your system and you run it the way that you do it without the play. So I think they're going to change their system a little bit to match Cam Newton. So they're automatically a top day FC East. Um. And now, do they challenge the Chiefs? I don't think that they challenge the Chiefs, um, just because there's still more question marks there. Um, and the Chiefs are the fucking Chiefs, dude. Like, I don't even know why I'm I'm doing this, but right. Chiefs are number one for sure. Uh, Ravens are they better than the Ravens? I think they could put up a fight with the Ravens. I I think it could be a I could be a very tight game with with like. Sort of like a defensive slugfest against them. Yeah, but I, I think you know, if Lamar Jackson becomes more of a passer, then the Patriots are are in trouble. Yes, yes. Um, I think what other team? I mean, the Broncos. I think we're high on. Um, what other teams? What do you think team? about Steelers, Browns? Um, I think they're gonna be uh, now the Colts. Thing, like I, the Colts. I mean, that's about it. I think I mean, they're gonna the be Texans. better than the Colts, bro. They're definitely better than the yeah. Colts. The Steelers, I'm very high on, especially because I believe that. Obviously, bringing back Ben Roethlisberger from an injury uh, makes them better, especially since they were able to go nine and seven with a third string quarterback, um, right. or seven and nine. I, I got seven that. and nine. Yeah, they were still in the playoff hunt, like deeper into the season, right. which was pretty pretty impressive. Right. Honestly. So I think I think that that issue. So I would say three or four. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. So obviously they have upside too with Cam Newton. Like, come on, dude. Like it's Cam Newton. So. I think that's where I have to put them realistically, I feel like. Um, how about you? I mean, obviously, you said you put them where, like, yeah, third or I'd fourth? Yeah, I'd say I'd probably, put them, I'd probably put them three. Um, I would say if Cam Newton, you know, let's say he lives up to his potential, maybe not MVP level, but let's say Cam Newton comes out and, like I said, throws for, you know, 25 to 30 touchdowns, puts up another 5 to 10 on the ground, you know, kind of like, let's say 75 to 80% of his MVP season, you know? Yeah. I think that puts the Patriots easily at 11, at easily 11 and five, 12 and four. Right. Easily. I will. Um, I see Buffalo as like a 10 and six team. That's like kind of competing for a, t- a title, but definitely a wild card. But I see the Patriots definitely a step above. Also, they have like, let's not forget. They had the number one defense in football last year. They, the year before they won the Super Bowl exclusively because of their defense. Right. So let's not pretend that this is like a one dimensional team. Like, their offense does not have to like literally if they had just had an a league average offense last year they would have probably gone to the super bowl but like their offense was so bad that even though they had the number one scoring defense and they were like breaking records all season long um it wasn't enough like if cam newton can even bring them to being like scoring 25 points a game i 100% think that they're like playing in the afc championship game right. like because their defense is definitely that good um, so for me, really, the pro- this is how I see it. Just to, as we wrap up, I see them as like the number three seed, number four worst. The issues that the Patriots are going to face: can they compete in a slugfest in a in in like kind of a shootout style with the Chiefs? Like, is their passing game going to be enough to then be able to go toe for toe with Patrick Mahomes? Second issue with the Ravens: they need to prove that they can defend against Lamar Jackson because last year they got embarrassed. Um, I think that they can move the ball on the Ravens defense. Right. But, you know, for me, it's more, can you contain Lamar? That's really their issue is like for every team, 
can you stop like the Ravens offense? Because when it's rolling, like it is impossible to stop. Like it is, it is fucking hard to stop a quarterback that can run like that, who can also throw deep bombs, who ha- also has you know three or four tight ends and a fullback that catches passes, and he has Marquise Brown and he has Mark Ingram. You know what I mean? Like that's a very hard offense to stop when it's clicking because there are so many options. So can you stop that? But more importantly, is Cam Newton capable of like going at it? Because he never did that in Carolina. He was never like. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't an offensive like point for points, right. like shootout. Yeah, he's can he, never he, a can the Patriots guy. keep he's not no, a not, not guy. at all. Not at all. Um can can the Patriots compete in a shootout yeah. with the Chiefs? That's the bait that's the real answer there. Is there do they have enough firepower? So for me, like they're definitely number three um in the AFC East. I definitely think it swings them in that favor. Right. Um, but I don't think it's like tremendously a runaway thing. Cause like we said, it's not proven. But you know, at the end of the day, it's definitely a very exciting move. And that's why we wanted to do this special, you know, emergency podcast for you guys so that we could kind of give you our thoughts on Cam Newton. You know, me as a Patriots fan, I'm pretty stoked because I think the upside is just so tremendous. Let me give um, you one. Down. Let me give you one last thought before you close us out okay. real quick. Um, I'm, we're obviously very hot, positive on Cam Newton. Um, I just I do want to say I feel like if things do go south with Cam Newton, Cam Newton brings a lot of media attention, man. And, you know, I don't know if the Patriots are going to have all the leaders they used to have in the past. Jared Stidham, I feel like, will not be able to stop that snowball. Not at all. Um, So that's something that you definitely have to look out for if they're able. 100%. Because they could either be, you know, third in the AFC or they could, this could make them plummet and like. Yes. Um, And that's a great point you make, Andrew, because there's a great example. And this is kind of how I'm going to close it out. And it's actually an article that I'm going to be writing tomorrow for sportscasting.com. Cam Newton can become the next Randy Moss in New England. And now what I mean by that, and I'm going to, like I said, this is the last closing thought. And it's a great point you brought up about his ability to kind of divide a locker room. Right. When Randy Moss came in in 2007, when they traded for him, if you guys remember, they, the, they traded a fourth round pick to the Oakland Raiders for Randy Moss. Now this is arguably the greatest receiving talent of all time, a fourth round pick, right? Right. The reason being because he had two bad years in Oakland. Everyone thought Randy Moss was done because he was like 30 years old. You remember, if you remember this, like he had fallen off the map. Like everyone knew him from the Vikings back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Right. Right. He basically tore up his deal and said, literally told Bill Belichick, like, get me any way into New England that you can. I think he played for like $3 million, like something very, very cheap. He went out and had the greatest season of all time by a wide receiver with Tom Brady. You know, they broke a record because he was so motivated to prove that he wasn't done. And then at the same point, the next year, Tom Brady tears his ACL and then uh, comes back. And then at the end, Randy Moss started having issues because he didn't get enough balls thrown to him and he didn't get a new contract. And if you guys remember, Bill Belichick traded Randy Moss in the middle of, I believe it was the 2010 season. So Cam Newton has that same ability. He could be a guy that comes in and just takes over because it's something that no one's seen and he wants to prove himself and he has all the upside. And at the same time, like you said, when things aren't going right, which we've seen in Carolina, the the towel over the head, pouting on the sidelines, um, you know, blaming people. He could also very well be a divisive person in the locker room. And that's why Bill Belichick got rid of Randy Moss. And that's the main point at the end of the day. This is Bill Belichick's team. It is not Cam Newton's team. It is no longer Tom Brady's team. And it never was. It is Bill Belichick's team. He makes all the decisions. Some of them work out. A lot of them do. And some of them don't. But with Cam Newton, there is such little financial downside that the football upside is just incredible. 
But at the same time, nothing's guaranteed. Cam Newton might be a star. He might not even play for the Patriots this year. But by signing him, the Patriots definitely took a big step. And Bill Belichick definitely showed the rest of the league that he is still the master of the salary cap, the master of economics, the master of free agency. And and it's going to be very exciting to see if Cam Newton lives up to his potential. So, um, you know, just closing thoughts there. And we really appreciate you guys listening to uh, episode 10 here, the emergency Cam Newton pod. Um, you know, we did dive into the AFC East, so then next week we will resume with our divisional outlooks. You know, football is getting closer, uh, so we're going to take a look at the, I believe, the AFC North next week, which is a great division. Super stoked. You know, stoked about the it. The Browns are loaded again on paper. I swear if they don't live up to potential, <laughs> I will never root for Cleveland again or, or support them. Um, you know, Steelers, like you said, Big Ben coming back. The Ravens in the second, basically the second year of Lamar Jackson. Is the league going to catch up to them, or are the Ravens going to do something different? And, of course, you have the Bengals with my boy, Joe Burrow, uh, the number one pick in the draft. I think they're going to be a surprise team, and I think they're going to be very much improved. So that'll be, um, you know, what you guys can tune into next week on Tackles and Turnovers. Please follow us on Facebook. Uh, Give us a like there. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, You know, share the podcast. Please weigh in with your thoughts. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys. So thank you for joining us for Episode 10. Join us next week for Episode 11 when we cover the AFC North. Be safe, y'all.